Hey everyone, welcome to the Pot Awareness Podcast and thanks for joining me. This podcast is specifically for about educating and raising awareness for animals and rescues and organizations across the United States and world. It really goes a long way towards this mission when our listeners rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and all of our other podcast platforms. Also, be sure to check us out on our official website at pawawareness.org and on social media at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at pawawareness underscore podcast. You can check us out for all of our latest bits and clips of our podcast, as well as pet of the week and pet of the month. If you're listening and involved with an animal rescue organization or have a story of your own that you want to share, reach out to us at info at pawawareness.org and we can get you on the podcast. Thanks for watching and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Paw Awareness Podcast. Today I am speaking with Sonia Leahy, uh, founder of Sunset Park Cats and I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself, the organization, and what it is that you guys specialize in. Yeah. Hi. So I'm Sonia. So I run Sunset Park Cats, which is in Sunset Park, which is a neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York. So we really focus on TNR. So we really got started because um, we wanted to do TNR to reduce the cat population on the streets. And that's what we still focus on to this day. Although always you know we end up doing adoptions and fostering sometimes that always ends up being part of it but um, we don't seek that out we seek out to do as much tnr as we can to really stop the cycle of you know producing more cats that need to be rescued i can hear some cats in the background where are you located exactly and what's the situation of tnr uh, that you guys are seeing where you're particularly at yeah. Who, by the way, who you're hearing is one of my fosters, Oscar. He's just very talkative. We think he's part Bengal. He just meows a lot. He loves to meow. But um, I was hoping he wouldn't be so loud. Um, well, we, we really focus on the neighborhood of Sunset Park, Brooklyn, which is in like South Brooklyn. Um, and we purposely focus on that neighborhood because we feel that it's very important to be local. That's really how it's most effective. There are some large rescues that go, they run all over the city. Like they just kind of go anywhere, but, um, and that's, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of different ways to approach it, but we strongly feel that having a laser focus on your neighborhood and one geographic area just really makes you most efficient and effective because you get to, not only you get to know the neighborhood, you get to know the people, you get, you grow like contacts and relationships with people, which then can help you be more effective in the future, but you're just, you're not traveling for hours. You're not running around and spreading yourself so thin. So we really do just this, you know, neighborhood sunset park, and then a little bit the the bordering neighborhood of Bay Ridge, which uh, we're in as well. But, um, and we really focus on TNR as much as we can. So we take on TNR projects and then as a byproduct adoption and finding kittens does happen sometimes. And we do some fostering and some adoptions, but not a ton. You know, we do more TNR than fostering and adoptions. And I think that's a really interesting approach that you guys have of going, you know, just like focusing on one specific neighborhood. And what does that look like when do you know, do uh, individuals call you guys up or businesses? And what does that look like? Are you, are there, are they trapping for you? Like, do you guys have traps or do you send a team out? What does that look like? 
Um, first and foremost, let me say that we're a very, very small operation. So it really is two of us, actually, my partner and myself, our Sunset Park Cats. And we do work with a very select small number of really awesome volunteers as well that usually help us with the trapping part of it. But um, yeah, we get primarily our presence is through Instagram and that's where we really post everything we do and most of our stuff. So um, we get a lot of DMs and messages through, from the community on a regular basis where people will message us and they'll say that oh, I have a cat had kittens in my backyard or I have kittens in my backyard or there's a there's an injured cat on so-and-so street or there's a colony that you know, needs to be TNR. We get a lot of messages. Um, we do as much as we can, but the thing is that I really wanted to talk about as well. There's no way that we can just canvas the entire neighborhood and just be the, you know, cover the whole neighborhood. So we are limited in how much we can do, which is why we really do try to encourage people to get hands-on with it, to try to learn to do what we do and at least if they have cats and kittens in their own backyards, at least try to be a little, take a little initiative and help with it. Cause unfortunately there's just no way we can respond to every request or, I mean, I try to respond at least, but there's no way we can fulfill every request and follow up on every request. So I find myself having to turn down a lot of the requests that we get cause it's physically impossible to do it all. So I, respond to people very often, strongly encouraging them and urging them to take the TNR class, which I don't know if everyone even knows what the TNR class is, but that's an important thing. Here in New York City, the, um, some large organizations like Neighborhood Cats and Flatbush Cats, which are some very large, well-respected organizations, they, they present this TNR workshop, um, which it used to be in person before COVID. It used to be able to go down to different locations and sit in on a class. Now, ever since COVID, it's just an online webinar. So it's like two hours, two and a half hours. And it just, it, it's a training. It shows you how to trap, how to recover a cat safely in a cage and hold them and for the recovery period and how, what to do if you find cats and a lot of different things. It teaches you how to kind of go about this. Um, that's how we got started. That's what we did. And that's actually the only thing really that separates us from everyone else is that we took that class you know it's one of the organizations puts it on for free the other one is ten dollars that's it so you don't have to leave your couch you just take it um so the the messages and the requests that we get that we're not able to do because we just can't, we're not a large organization we can't do it all so we we respond to people and ask them to we send them the link encourage them to take the class and then if they do um, we would be happy to support them, meet up with them and kind of mentor them through their first trapping because it still is a lot of people don't know where to start. Even if they take the class, it still is very kind of overwhelming. Sometimes you still feel like unsure of yourself. So, yeah, we we very much need more people to do that because there's no way that a tiny independent rescue can cover one neighborhood. I mean, even though we focus on just one neighborhood, still, there's no way we can take all the requests that we get in that neighborhood. So um, it's the the disconnect between how much an independent rescue can do and the needs of the community is vast. It's huge. So that's, that's just, unfortunately, that's the reality. I think that's awesome that, uh, that you guys took that initiative. And I think that's a common theme where it's just normal people 
organ small organizations doing all they can it's almost like you guys hit the streets like superheroes or something just out here just like fighting cat popular overpopulation and and what's that look like for someone who i know that you mentioned uh you know taking a tnr class what are some common uh like how much do you need to really get started up right like how many i'm, I'm assuming you probably need some kind of like cat trapping cages or like something like that what's the startup material like on your end yeah um, I really, I advise people when they are getting started doing this, that just don't, don't take on too much at once. Try your hand at trapping one cat, just TNR one cat. Don't try to like, if you have a colony of 10 cats, don't think, okay, I'm going to get 10 traps. And that's not a good idea. Just start with one. So you need a trap and not all traps are created equal. Um, the best brand of trap is Tomahawk, um, which yeah, the quality really makes a difference. So investing in a trap is really helpful if there are people that don't buy a trap and then they have to go borrow one from a trap bank which is another added level of inconvenience but um that's an option as well so you need a trap and then you need a place to keep a cat once you trap it so a bathroom can work or if someone has like a basement space or you know some place some place away from your other pets if you have other pets like if you have a cat in your house you don't want to keep it in the same room as your cat, but that's really the only thing. So you need, that's it. And then, you know, everything else is just stuff you have already lying around. Like a, you have to cover the trap with a sheet once the cat's in it, just cause that's a trick to keep them calm in the cage. Um, you know, newspaper for the bottom, there's nothing special. And of course, transportation, you need either to have a car or someone to give you a ride, like from where you trapped the cat to bring it, home to the holding space and then to the clinic <clears throat> and that you know that's often a challenge not everyone in new york city drives or has a car and it's a little bit tricky to bring a cat in a trap like in a uber or lyft i had to do that one time but it's like kind of awkward like one time i had a big tom cat and he smelled really strong like urine but i had to bring him in an uber and i was like scared the driver would get mad but they 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 were okay about it but um, yeah, those are the biggest challenges, having the transportation and having a space to put the cat because most people say, oh, I can't bring it home. I have no space for it. So, um, but yeah, that's it. That's kind of what I was wondering. It's like, you know, what if you find like a mini colony or something, right? And let's say it's five cats. Well, what happens? Where, like, where do you, where do you, you get the cat, you get the cat spayed and neutered, but like, what, like, where do you take it? Uh, like if you... You know, not everyone has space for five cats. So is that like part of your due diligence then, I guess, is just making sure that you're taking on projects that you have space for? Is that how that works? Yeah, well, anyone taking on a CNR project, the, the planning is extremely important. You never want to just trap without having a plan, without knowing what you're going to do with the cat, because that puts the cat's safety in jeopardy, really. You have to make sure you know what you're going to do. You have to have a holding space of some kind. So if it's just a tiny bathroom in a New York City apartment, that probably can only hold two cats maximum, not five. So if you are trapping five at once, which a new trapper probably shouldn't be attempting that, someone that their first time out. Um, but if you are, if you do have five traps, you're going to need at least a good, you know, a room, a basement, something, you know, so you have to make sure you know where that space is for them. They can't be all on top of each other. They have to be a good, like two feet apart. Three, three feet is really better. Um, just cause you don't want, there's a lot of things you have to do to prevent the spread of diseases and things. 
So yeah, planning, like anything you're going to do in life, you have to plan, you have to think it through first, make sure you know how you're going to do it, plan it, make sure you're prepared. Preparation is key. And then, then you, you know, move forward. But I always, like I said, someone that's kind of new to this should just start by TNR and one cat and just see, cause they'll run into things they're unsure about or challenges. And it's like your practice run, you know, so you don't want to take on too much when you haven't done it. That's I, I think that's really important. Like you said, know your limits and just, yeah, don't, don't get it yourself into something you can't handle. And I'm really curious too, what's, what's one memorable experience you've had since you've undertaken this project and this, and this organization, right? Like what's one thing that really jumps out to you that is kind of made, that makes it all worth it. Yeah. I'd love to tell you about what's been uh, known as the main colony now. So uh, the way that we started doing this really like the way we officially started the rescue is that we found a colony, a large colony in the neighborhood. It was literally like 30 cats, just all unfixed. Um, a good rescuer friend of ours found it and then showed it to us and they were not even being fed very well. So they were all kind of starving and skinny and just struggling to survive. And um, there was kittens there because, you know, none of them were fixed. So we found it and then we just started trapping there. So we would do like two or three cats at a time. We don't do a mass trapping. It's just very difficult and stressful and cr too crazy. So we don't ever do like, you know, oh, we're going to get 20 cats in one day. We just, we would start doing like two, three at a time, you know, trap them, get them fixed, return them. And we just kept like working at it and chipping away at it and going there all the time. And, um, took about a year to transform that colony, literally maybe more than a year. So um, today they're all fixed. I still go there every day to feed them. And uh, I'm seven days a week. I go there to feed them and I see them every day. And like now they, it's completely a transformed situation. So instead of struggling to survive and just like frantically, you know, competing with each other for food and, all the stresses that come along with like mating and the reproduction and the fighting of unfixed cats. Now they're, they're relaxed, they're fat and well-fed. They just, you know, the, when they're neutered, they don't fight anymore. So all that crazy, like screaming and yowling, that kind of goes away. And I really, they're not as afraid of me. I mean, they, when someone feeds them every day, they get to know that person. They're not as afraid of them anymore. And I, I think they kind of know that they're being taken care of now. And there's just the relaxed, vibe to it and there's no kittens that's you know in the beginning we'd see kittens there there hasn't been a kitten there in like a year so the population is stabilized and i think all the people that live there no notice it the, the super of the apartment building gave me a key because he noticed i was coming there every day and he like i'm like the caretaker and yeah i wish we could do that for every single colony in sunset park i mean we're, we're we do it other we definitely that's not the only place we've done we go around many other places too. And we've done some other spots, but um, yeah, that's the goal. That's what you want to see is just take a colony, really dedicate yourself to it. And then it takes maintenance. Every once in a while, a new cat may show up. You have to then, okay, we have to get that one. Every once in a while, a cat may turn up injured or sick or something and you got to maintain it. So that's kind and of, that's, yeah, and that's kind of what I was wondering too, is what are some common problems that you face as tra trapping cats on a, on a daily basis. You mentioned, you know, maybe some injured cats, um, 
you know, what, what's, uh, like, what's something that someone starting may see? Um, common problems on the street are, yeah, it's, well, one of the biggest challenges, trapping does not always go smoothly. Trapping is really tough work and it's, it's just, sometimes it's really frustrating and sometimes it's not like you put the trap out and the cat goes in it. Like it's sometimes it's easy. And then a lot of the times you're sitting out there for three hours, the cats are just not cooperating and you're just like, it takes hours of just exhausting, just waiting and going. There's been times I had to go back like three, four days in a row, just like constantly, like just, you know, toiling and working so hard at trying to get these cats. And then finally, maybe the third or fourth day you get them. So it's, it's draining. It's a lot of work to like, you have to try different strategies. There's different kinds of traps. If they don't go in one trap, you take the other one and it's, it's really exhausting and not so easy, which is why we've um, enlisted the help of a couple of really awesome volunteers that sometimes trap for us. Cause that helps us a lot. Then we can take the cat and worry about the rest. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. And how do you, uh, get those volunteers? What is that? What does that look like? Is it mainly Instagram that I, I know you guys are really active on there? Yeah. Instagram is our main platform. Yeah, actually. Well, number one, we, we don't bring a lot of people into our organization. We're just, we keep it small cause that's just a lot easier to prevent problems or just really know who you're working with. So we work, you know, besides the two of us, which is really who, you know, the group is, um, we've worked with just a couple of other people that we know really well. Um, so yeah, I, maybe someday we'll expand larger, but, um, yeah, I think it's pretty much through Instagram that we had met them. And then we figured out that we, you know, we were on the same page about everything. So I think that's cool. Yeah. Like keep your numbers tight and, you know, like just, you know, maybe keep you more mobile, more have to trust there. So I think that's amazing. And uh, I know that you guys have been around a couple of years now. What are some things that you see? I know you mentioned, you know, completely fixing a, some colonies. Uh, what are some goals that you see coming up in the next year, two years? Where do you see that? Where do you see your organization going? Um, we'd love to do more TNR to expand. Um there's a real problem in New York city. And I know this is not the only city that has this problem, but just, we are kind of roadblocked because there's a dire shortage of uh, available spay neuter services for rescuers, you know, either free or low cost. It's just um, the situation as it is now, all the rescues are kind of just competing to just struggle to get these spay neuter appointments. And um, the main organization that offers it is ASPCA. They have a few clinics. There's one in Queens, there's one in the Bronx, and there's one in a remote part of Brooklyn. And every month they'll open up the appointments. It's like when, you know, concert tickets go on sale and then literally like 30 seconds, they're gone. And it's like, there's like 3000 rescuers that they've said that are like, you know, active accounts in the system to get them. I don't know exactly how many appointments get released. Seems like it's like 50. Cause I mean, you go on there at the time they say, and then you see them pop up you try to click on it. And many people, by the time they try to click on it and it goes to the next screen, oh, sorry, it's gone. And they get nothing. So this is, we're like fighting over each other trying to get these scarce appointments and it's just it's horrible so and that's not the only 
place that offers it, but that's actually the main place that offers it in New York City for rescuers is ASPCA. Um, throughout the month, sometimes people will cancel an appointment if they tried to trap a cat and the cat didn't go in the trap, so they'll cancel it. So once in a blue moon, like, you know, a cancellation will pop up and we'll, it's like gambling. You go on there, you try to get it, you try to see if something will pop up, you grab it. Um, so it's, that's the struggle that all the rescuers are going through right now. It's just, just, you know, scrounging for appointments. If there was just a clinic in every neighborhood, it, it's amazing how much TNR us and many other people would be able to do. And then there's a few other services that offer it besides ASPCA, but that's even, you know, very small and less, even less appointments than them. It's, it's not, it's not easy to get appointments at all. So that's, if I just, you know, I think about how great it would be if there was more clinics, but I don't even see that changing anytime really soon. It's very, uh, very sad. It's really terrible. So we need more spay neuter and then there would be less uh, kittens being born on the streets. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point. So it sounds like, especially in your area, uh, there's this shortage and, there's just an influx of cats that need spayed and neutered. So I think, I think it's amazing what, what you guys are doing and you're on the ground floor and just taking action. So, um, yeah, I, and what, what advice would you have for someone who's passionate about the cause and just really wants to get started? What, what, you know, maybe one piece of advice would you, would you give them or maybe your past self, if you could go back in time? Yeah, I'd say just TNR one cat. Just start small. You don't. It's very important to have boundaries in this thing. You know, one of the biggest things rescue has taught me. It's not even something about cats. It's just about having boundaries and knowing that you cannot do everything. Just there's no. If you try to do everything and you feel like, oh, I have to help every cat that I find out about, you're you're gonna end up burning yourself out and then not being able to help any cats eventually. So you have to know. Start, you know, look at what you can do and then kind of tune the rest out. You just have to. So someone that really hasn't been doing this, but is passionate about cats, just try, you know, take the TNR class and then TNR one cat. Just try your hand at trapping one cat. Just do it from start to finish. See how it is, you know, and always network with other rescuers now with social media. That's very easy to do. So I, a huge part of what keeps me going and gives me, information and you know things to stay in the loop is networking with the other rescues but you can get advice from them about your questions but try to see on our one cat because if you spay or neuter one feral cat a totally feral cat not a cat that you're going to keep that prevents hundreds of kittens and that's extremely important to stop the cycle we can't just take kittens in and just foster kittens it's great to save kittens lives absolutely but if we're not doing CNR and spaying and neutering adults, it's not stopping the future generations of them at all. So we have to, we have to think forward to the future. I think that's such great advice. And, and I think it's, it's probably easier said than done in terms of setting those boundaries and just making sure that you're not burning yourself out. I mean, we always hear it all the time, right? It's not, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, that's easier said than done, especially probably, I mean, you said earlier, right at the beginning that you had to, uh, like there's people you turn down. Like, I'm sure that probably doesn't feel good. 
just, but it's just, you can't take on every project. So yeah, yeah. I've learned from, from mistakes, you know, like I, it's, it's taken two years to get to this point where now I'm really good at saying no, because I've, you know, you make so many mistakes and you, you know, you get burned and like you, 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 you say yes. And then you end up like realizing, oh, I shouldn't have said yes. Cause we can't do it. It's, we're like going crazy. We're like driving ourselves to the point of a breakdown, you know? So then you end up like not following through on what you said. And it's just, it's, you know, I've really, it, I understand it's really difficult for a lot of people, but I've really come to this point where very often I just say, sorry, we can't come. We just can't, it's not happening. So please take the TNR class, learn how to trap, especially if it's in your own backyard. I mean, I wish all I had to do was just TNR cats in my own backyard and not run around town, you know? So that's what we'd love to see is people do that. But going back to what I said before, it's, it's we, we get frustrated when people don't do enough like that, but then it's kind of hard to be frustrated with them considering that even just us rescuers already can are fighting for appointments, spay neuter appointments. So if something is not, if something is not readily available and accessible, not a lot of people are going to do it. That's just kind of like supply and demand. That's just, of course, not a lot of people are going to go through that struggle. If it's not even, they have to travel. We also, you know, my rescue partner, he has to travel, like he has to drive a lot and waste a lot of gas and hours driving just to get to the clinics. They're not even in our area. You know, he drives all the way out to Queens. We actually drove uh, three cats all the way out to Long Island um, two days ago for Spain neuter. We tried out this new clinic. So it's like, it was like almost an hour each way. <laughs> it's not even, there's no clinic in Sunset Park. There's not even a vet in Sunset Park. So they, they don't provide enough services. So that's the average person is not going to inconvenience themselves and drive to another borough you know? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Wow. It's, it's really yeah. does sound like there needs to be more clinics, more individuals, um, and taking this on themselves. I, I love the start it, the startup attitude. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, where can people follow you guys at reach out, kind of see what you guys are doing. Maybe, you know, see what you guys, some of your successes, and then they can duplicate that themselves. Where can they find you at? Yeah, we're the main place you can see everything we're doing is on Instagram. So it's just Sunset Park Cats on Instagram. Um, we do have, a, we're on Facebook as well, but we really, we post on the Instagram more than the Facebook. Awesome. And, and the link to that will be in the description below. Everyone check them out. Sonia, thank you so much for coming on. It's great to hear, like, just so motivating getting to hear what you guys are doing over there. So love the passion, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to talk to you. Awesome. You too. All right. Thanks.